it's getting harder and harder to set the bar high. But is it important? And how can you do it? Well, let's talk about that on this week's Badass Agile Podcast. Greetings, team. Welcome to the Badass Agile Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Williams. Hey, everybody. Welcome home. Good to see you. Hope you're having a great week. In a culture of hugs and trophies for everybody, how can you set the bar high? Before we dig in, let's take a moment to remember why we're here. To create an elite tribe of leaders who truly serve their clients and communities by doing what matters and what works, chasing value and excellence like a badass. There are so many resources about what you need to do to be agile, but we're focused on who you need to become in order to lead teams. So let's hammer down those fundamentals to create a unique and powerful force in this industry. Don't forget, if you like the show and if it helps you, tell your friends. And hey, if you've got coaching questions or scenarios to share, reach out at contact at badassagile.com. And it might take me a while to get to it, but I'll take the best questions and read the answers on the air. Now, if you've ever had the privilege, there is nothing better than joining or leading a team of peak performers. When everyone knows their job, And everyone's well-rehearsed, well-practiced, well-disciplined, and super accountable. Everything just goes better, doesn't it? Wouldn't it be great to be part of a team of nothing but A players? Well, the truth is, it's not always that simple. And the bare truth is, it almost never happens. As much as we'd like to be able to create an elite team by simply setting the bar or the barrier to entry really high, it's rare that we get to enforce those standards. Sometimes people get on your team because they're the boss's kid, because they've been there for 35 years. Maybe they lied about their experience. Maybe the company's got nowhere else to put them, or they just happen to exist in a role where we need their subject matter expertise or their skills. Now, we like to think that when we bring people together to form a special team, that everyone is going to honor the same level of accountability, integrity, and commitment, but the reality is That's not true. And you as a scrum master or coach, especially if you're coming in from the outside, have even less control over how those people act and how they perform. Whether you're running a technology project or something entirely outside the technology sphere, you're going to be forced to work with the talent that you've got. But that doesn't mean that you can't find creative ways to set the bar high. Now, why would you? Why should you care? Well, the quality of the work that you do And the quality of the life that you experience is greatly impacted by the standards you set for yourself and those around you. If you don't question, if you don't push, and if you allow yourself to settle for whatever comes your way, you're going to notice that whatever comes your way tends to be the leftovers. The things that people with really high standards don't want and wouldn't accept. So, in my experience, Setting a really high bar for yourself and those around you is crucial. Let's look at what actually happens, though. Too often, as human beings, we convince ourselves that everything will be okay, which permits us to live in fear of asking for what we really deserve and what we really wish we could have. It's easier to just look the other way, accept whatever comes, and give other people a free pass when it comes to expectations. 
Reflect on that for a moment. How many times have you made excuses for yourself and for others? How many times have you said, that's okay, when it really isn't okay? Have you turned a blind eye to poor performance, poor ethics, poor commitment, even if it means that you're contributing to an environment that others see as unfair because some people do the bulk of the work and catch the mistakes in the slack for those who don't. Now, I understand that there's a time in life for trade-offs, compromise, but that time can't be all the time, every day, in everything you do. Because at the end of the day, a collection of inferior choices and inferior expectations will produce, you guessed it, inferior results. And folks, this applies to every area of life. It applies to your relationships, to the way other people treat you, how you're paid for your work, how your time is respected, your value as a human being, and therefore your confidence, the types of people you allow in your life, the kind of work that you choose to do and are entitled to do, and how you view and treat yourself. If you learn to set the bar high in all of these areas, that, my friends, is the cornerstone to being effective and ultimately successful in every area of life. And furthermore, as a leader, if you refuse to set high standards in any or all of these areas, the people around you will follow you and do the same. So it has a very powerful, very real, and very negative ripple effect. So let's recap. In what areas do you have to be concerned about your standards? Number one, in the quality of the work that you produce and submit. Number two, the amount of time that you spend on high-value versus low-value activities. Number three, the ideas and attitudes that you allow into your mind and to come out of your mouth. This includes not only your mindset, your beliefs about yourself and other people, it includes the way you talk about yourself, in your head and outwardly. It includes the way you talk about other people, especially when they're not in the room or no one's looking. It also extends to your attitude and your beliefs about adversity, fairness, conflict, struggle, and victory. And it also includes the inputs and the ideas that you read, watch on TV, or consume on social media or even in your peer groups. Number four, your approach to working as part of a team and your attitude about helping other people. Number five, your accountability. Guys, your ability to make and keep promises is so fundamental, not just to Scrum and your project work as part of a team, but to leadership and the quality of your life overall. And finally, number six, in communication. Your ability to let team members know if and when you need help, and if and when you can't keep the promises that you're making to each other, and in your ability to communicate real, authentic, honest status about where you are, how you're feeling, and what you need in order to deliver and be successful. So here's the dilemma, though. If you can't choose people who have high standards in all of these areas, that is to say you don't get to pick your team, you're stuck with whomever you get. How can you raise the bar for other people who have not yet raised it for themselves so that you can be a high-performing team together? 
And it's especially difficult when you don't have access to those traditional levers of motivation. You don't have carrots, you don't have sticks, and you don't want to use them anyway. Well, here are some practices I want you to commit to if you are looking to raise the bar and stretch your team in terms of the standards they set for themselves individually and as a group. Number one, as mentioned before, you go first. You set the standard. As a leader, you have to set high expectations for yourself, the highest in fact. You have to communicate them frequently, and once you've communicated them, you now have a very public accountability to live those principles with integrity and fidelity. That means you always have to tell the truth about whether you met your targets or whether you missed them, and you have to do it consistently. This can't be a thing you try for two weeks and then let it fall into the background. This has to show up like a bad relative who moves into your house for good. You couldn't forget them if you tried. The second thing you can do, use the social unit of the team to encourage others to adopt similar standards to yours. The best way to do that, and I've mentioned this multiple times, is to create joint team values or a team creed. Now, I wouldn't necessarily do this on week one. It's important that you state yours first and that you give the team a chance to see you live your values in action. And right before you ask the team to create their own team creed, you can give examples either from your own personal creed or from that of teams you've worked with in the past. The way I do that is just to say, and hey guys, it is not uncommon for teams to choose statements like the following. We honor above all else honesty and our commitment to each other in meeting deadlines or communicating blockers clearly and expeditiously. There you go. It's a sample sentence that they can take, morph, and mold into whatever they want. It's important that they come up with their own, but you do have to guide them. Number three, as a leader, part of your coaching should be setting measurable, concrete, and achievable goals that are small, yet incremental. When you coach people, not only encourage them to stretch and develop, but help them set targets and help them create mechanisms for them to measure their success along the way. So if we believe, for example, that communicating bad news as soon as possible is an important bar to raise, figure out a way to measure it, even just within the team room. So maybe set up a challenge that says within the first 15 minutes of hearing about a potential blocker, put it up on the board or raise it to the team through our group chat. And then you can go on to measure the meantime to resolve. How long did it take us to go from information to action? If it's something more sensitive, like our ability to keep our promises to each other, you can ask the teams to privately measure. They don't have to share how many times they made a commitment or promise and kept it on time. Ask them to measure continuously, not only to observe what kept them from keeping their promises, but also to see if they get better over time. Now, ideally, if you want to create the most perfect loop, you want to be measuring people against the things in the team creed. If it's not in the team creed, it's not a belief we hold dear, and therefore, it's somewhat pointless to measure it. Now, number four, here's another tip for you. Describe your standards in terms of observable behaviors. That means you don't tell people what kind of people they should be, but you want to tell them what kind of actions we collectively value and why they're important. So implicit in that statement is that we never judge people for where they are on their path. We never judge people based on their character. 
Rather, we are looking for a high quality bar in their actions. So setting a high bar can't look like this. You can't say, we value being more honest. You're not a very honest person, so I want you to be more honest. That is neither action-based nor is it really measurable. Instead, we can say, as a team, we value quick and authentic information about challenges and blockers. Therefore, when you make a mistake, use the following language. Hey guys, I goofed up. It's totally on me. I need help solving it. And the measurement might be, let's all count how many times in a week as a team we do that, or perhaps more impactfully, let's count how many times we have a problem with no owner, because that might be a signal that there's an accountability gap. And finally, number five, create emotionally compelling pictures of the tribe and the people that you want to draw towards it. If you do a good job of creating a picture of the tribe and the people in it, it's really easy to compare desired action against actual action. You can ask people the question, is that the way such and such a person would act? Now, this one does take some familiarity, some trust, and some maturity to get to. But imagine you said as part of your team creed that we want to be open, authentic, and real with each other. And then one day in the team room, someone's got their arms folded, they're not communicating, and they're stonewalling. If you can get a private coaching moment with that person, you can say, hey, I notice you're not really giving us a lot of information about what's going on inside there. Let's take a moment to remember and agree that we value as a team open, authentic, and immediate communication. So let me ask you a question. What could we do, or how can I help you become more authentic and open in this moment? That's how you're going to set a high bar. You see, that's the kind of coach I want you to be. Someone who helps other people create visions of who they want to become, and then objectively observe their behaviors, notice where the gaps are, and help people notice them too, and then give them measurable actions and the support that they need to close that gap. Now, my final bit of advice to you is whatever you do, don't try to take on too many high bars at once. Sometimes the best way to do it is to create one challenge a month where people can stretch and grow. Habits need to be incorporated a little bit at a time. If you do too much at once, you're going to overwhelm some people. So go slowly, be patient, but be persistent. I hope this helps you create cultures of excellence within your teams. And more importantly, I hope you learn to condition within your tribe a sense of pride in setting the bar high. Friends, thank you for tuning in. You can reach out at badassagile.com or find me on Twitter at badass underscore agile. I'll see you next time. And until then, stay badass.